What do you think would be the perfect date? What would you prefer to do by far? Learning to skate or skydiving at dawn? Or maybe just eating crisps in a car? The answers, my friend, might be in this podcast. But they are only my opinion. Hi there, my name's James and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. In this podcast, which is the second part of a three-part series, I'm going to tell you 10 more questions women want to know the answers to, but are too afraid to ask. I set up this podcast because I really want to create an online community that supports people, specifically dads, and I suppose even more specifically, dads like myself who often struggle with their mental health. If that sounds like something you'd like to support, please follow my podcast or if you're watching this on my YouTube channel, please hit subscribe. Question number 11. Do men like more or less makeup? I imagine this is very much down to a case-by-case situation, but I have to say, like a lot of things in life, I think when it comes to makeup, less is more. I also think the danger of putting on loads and loads of makeup is it is ultimately a mask. And therefore, if and when you get to know someone better and maybe you get to know someone intimately, and wake up the next day, you may not look anything like the person they went to bed with. I totally understand that in our society, and a confidence thing, that wearing makeup in the same way that for men, for wearing aftershave, and having your hair done, and wearing nice clothes, is a confidence thing. I personally am not a massive fan of too much makeup. That said, I'm sure it's a preference, and I'm sure there are lots of men out there who love women with a lot of makeup. Question number 12. Do women's periods make you uncomfortable? Not really, no. Some men are very squeamish. Some men are not good with blood. In the same way that men have to shave every few days, it's just a bodily thing that happens to women. I kind of feel sorry for women they have to go through this on a monthly basis. But in regards to it making me feel uncomfortable, no, not really. Some people are squeamish about bodily fluids. And if your partner is especially squeamish, then maybe just respect that. Question number 13. What is essential for sexual compatibility? They say the most important sexual organ is your brain, which should say it all, really. I don't necessarily think it's to do with whether something's too big or too small. I think, actually, when it comes to good sex, it's about imagination. It's about taking the time to get to know the other person and maybe know their preferences. I think it's more about taking the time to get to know someone, spending the time to make them feel comfortable and not rushing anything. In that we live on a planet with about, sort of, I don't know, seven or eight billion people, you are probably sexually compatible with thousands of people. A lot of it comes down to, I think, initial attraction, that your chemistry just fits with their chemistry. But I think good sex is something, like anything, is like a skill you can learn. You kind of have to learn each other's language. And I think being aware of the other person's wants and needs is really important. Question number 14, what's a perfect date for you? This will be different for each man. And this is a big generalization, but most men like food. And I certainly know that when I was dating, somewhere fairly quiet, like a nice pub or a bar that wasn't too horribly expensive or too pretentious, somewhere I could just quietly get to know someone, have a few drinks, maybe have some food, was ideal. I think a perfect date is a simple one, don't overthink it. First dates are stressful enough anyway. If you put a load of pressure on it having to be all singing or dancing, the most expensive, the most glamorous, the most impressive place to go, that's not gonna help. A first date could be meeting in a park to go for a walk and having a coffee and a slice of cake at the end of it. It could be going to a gig, but then in fairness, that might not be the easiest situation to talk and get 
get to know someone. Any place where you can feel relaxed, which might be a challenge on a first date, not too nervous, which might be a challenge on a first date, and just be yourself, get to know someone, have a few drinks, and talk is probably a perfect date. Don't overthink it. Meet someone for a coffee. That way, if 10 minutes in you realize I'm really not into this, you can politely remove yourself from the situation. Question number 15, do you like giving or receiving gifts? This might just be me or might just be the fact that I'm nearer to 50 than to 40, but I'll be honest, I'm really not bothered about presents. I know I really frustrate my wife every Christmas and around my birthday when she asks what I want and I don't, I generally don't want anything. Every Father's Day I get a mug with pictures of the kids on them, usually some ground coffee and maybe some chocolate and I'm made up with that. This is incredibly frustrating because <laughs> my wife really likes giving presents. She's really generous and gets really overexcited about people's birthdays and at Christmas. Most men are actually pretty easy going. They want very little. That said, maybe look at their interests. What do they do? For example, are they into fitness? If so, maybe buy them a new top or a new hoodie. Is there something they use a lot of or run out of like golf balls or tennis balls or shampoo or razors or socks? I think good presents for men are something that's pretty functional something that they never feel like they have. Like I never feel like I have any socks. So just some dad socks and maybe also a present which shows that you've taken some time to actually think about what they might like. So my birthday is coming up in a month and my wife bought me a really nice microphone, which is something I'm actually going to use in that I'm trying to make it as a podcaster. I think it's okay for you to actually ask your boyfriend or husband what he wants, him to send you a link, and you to get it, wrap it up, and then give it to him. And I imagine the same could be said for women. You're much better off getting someone something they actually want than just spending the same amount of money on something they don't, and then they have to open it on Christmas Day or their birthday in front of their friends and family and pretend they're really happy with it. The one thing I would say when it comes to presents is agree a budget. That said, I know whatever budget I agree with my wife, she'll completely ignore it and spend whatever she wants to spend anyway. So I have to play a sort of double bluff game of sort of like, giving her a ridiculously low budget, which know that she'll probably spend double, and then I, if I spend double, then I've kind of, it's all a bit fair and kind of matched out. Question number 16, do you celebrate holidays? If by you mean Christmas and Easter and other national holidays, then yes. Again, this may be the fact that I'm a 47-year-old grumpy dad of three, but I do get a bit over the kind of celebrating every National Almond Day or National Cheese Day or National Curtain Day. I think it's totally all right to celebrate Christmas. I think it's really important to celebrate Christmas and make it a really positive family time. I think it's really important to celebrate everyone's birthdays. I kind of think it's important to celebrate Mother's Day and Father's Day, although that is a bit of a commercially invented holiday. After that, I probably draw the line. Question number 17, is it okay for women to pursue men? I think it's okay because there are introverted, quiet men who I imagine are probably quite attractive to outgoing, extroverted women. And there'll be lots of shy men out there who actually are quite appreciative of having a woman who came up and chatted them up. Like Banana Rama said, it's not what you do, it's the way that you do it. If you're chatting a guy up when you're clearly drunk, he's probably not going to take it that seriously. I think it's okay to be completely upfront about it and say, look, hope this is okay, but I'd really like to get to know you better. Or I think we've made asking people out this terrifying thing that it doesn't need to be. I think it's completely okay. Even if someone asks you out and you're married, it's still very flattering for someone else to find you attractive. I can't remember the last time it happened. Years, I think. Certainly, certainly not since I've been married. But for someone else to take an interest in you, 
is a nice thing. Even if after this, oh, I'm really, really sorry, I didn't realise you were in a relationship or you were married, it's going to be fine. Question number 18, is it rude to be on the phone when you're on a date? I think it is, but maybe I'm just old-fashioned. Maybe society's moved on and I'm a bit left behind. But if I'm sat opposite someone and they're on the phone for like an extended amount of time and it's not an emergency, I probably am getting a bit pissed off. It depends entirely on the situation. Obviously, if I was single now and looking for a relationship in my 30s or 40s, then actually if you're on a date with a woman, there's a strong chance she might have children at home and the phone might go for all sorts of reasons. That's okay. That said, I think if she gets an unsolicited phone call or a phone call from a mate and she just fancies a chat and I'm sat opposite and I can kind of gauge from what I can hear from the conversation that that's what's going on, I probably am going to be a bit pissed off. I think if you're on a date with someone, it's just polite and courtesy to show them that you are interested in who they are. If you can be easily distracted like a phone call and you deem that more interesting than the person sat in front of you, that's probably not going to help you get a second date. Question number 19, is it okay for women to message you when you're out? Yes and no. And again, less is more. I'm sure if you're a man listening to this, you can relate to a situation and maybe it's you when you've been out with your friends and one of your friends in the group is getting constant text messages from his wife or girlfriend. Who's out? Where are you? What are you doing later? What time are you home? If someone's gone out, let them go out. Me and my wife get so little opportunity to go out with our friends that if you basically ruin it by just interrupting them every 10 or 15 minutes to check they're not doing something they shouldn't be doing or check they are where they said they are, then you're basically ruining it for them. Unless it is actually a genuine emergency and not being able to find the remote control is not a genuine emergency and not reminding your partner that tomorrow is National Pirate Day at school, then that's fair enough. All you're going to do is wind up your partner. Men who go out for a night out or even have wives who encourage them to go out are happy men. If those men are then left alone to just have a few beers, they are almost certainly just going to have a few beers and come home. If they feel they're being pressured to come home earlier than they said they would, then there's actually a strong chance they'll do the opposite and say, well, stuff you, I'm going to do what I want. When my wife goes out with her friends, the only time I would feel it necessary to ring her was if there was a genuine medical emergency with our children or if she was hours later than she said she thought she might be home. And that's more out of, are you okay? Anything beyond that, I think is just going to annoy your partner. And every group of male friends has got one guy who's got a naggy wife. You don't want to be that naggy wife. And question 20, do you have clothing preferences? Again, there's going to be different preferences. Men are going to have different things they find attractive and are appealed to. There's going to be lots of different things that appeal to lots of different men. In that I'm recording this in my dressing gown and a pair of my wise slippers, I'm clearly not a fashionista. So when it comes to fashion or dress sense, I'm probably not your man. But my advice to any woman thinking, what should I wear on a date? I think it needs to be something you feel comfortable in, something that's attractive, that probably doesn't help you at all. I love it when my wife gets dressed up and puts on high heels. She looks fit. And when we go out, I'm really proud that my wife looks awesome. Obviously, women can wear whatever they want. I just think it's important to know that obviously everything you wear sends out a message. And if you're wearing an incredibly low cut top that leaves nothing to the imagination and wearing an incredibly short skirt that also leaves very little to the imagination, you can't then get cross with men who are attracted to you and looking. That's so, and as a disclaimer, I'm not saying that any woman who is out wearing an incredibly low cut top or a very small skirt deserves anything less than total respect from anyone she meets while she's out. I just know that if I was going out on a date and the clothes she was wearing just meant she was being inundated with attention, inundated with requests or attention from other men, 
I'd probably be feeling a bit uncomfortable. Because of the nature of clothing, I don't really think there's a parallel for men. I think a man wearing an incredibly low-cut top might be really putting women off. When it comes to what to wear on a date, wear something you feel happy in, feel comfortable in, and think you look good in. I really hope you got something from this podcast. And if you've got an opinion on something I said, or something that was raised in this podcast, please put it in the comments. I've just written a book called First Time Dad that's available on Amazon. It's a 42-week guide for men on how to look after their mental health and support their partner to the best of their ability. If you have a Gmail account and would like me to send you a free digital copy of that book, just put your Gmail account in the comments below. I hope wherever you are in the world, you're okay. Take care. Dad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday.